What's up, folks? This is Justin, and you are listening to the Welcome to Your Doom Show. This is episode number 12. Hopefully I don't screw that up this time, because the last episode I kind of did. We are talking, and I know it's late, but Thor Ragnarok. Um, Atal and I go into kind of the details, some of our feelings on it, and for the most part, we're pretty much aligned. We both like the film for the most part, but there's definitely some problems, so we'll get into that in the episode, so feel free to listen. If you like what you're listening to, feel free to subscribe to the podcast, and definitely check us out on Instagram. Without further ado, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to your doom. What's up, everyone? We are your Harbingers of Doom. Atul? Justin! <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Why wow. did that? Jeez, yeah, you did it because you probably finished that, I'm excited. Finished that coffee. Yeah, no, I'm excited. I, we haven't podcasted in like a week and a half. I've been jonesing, dude. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Um, we're talking about... It's like a drug. <laughs> we're talking about Thor today, Ragnarok. This one's a little late because we saw... Uh, we saw Thor and uh, Justice League pretty much back to back. Like I, I think literally. I saw Thor first, yeah, and then like two days later or three days later, I saw Justice League. Yeah, so. I actually saw Thor the day before Justice League. Oh, okay, yeah. so it was just like twenty four hours of less. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's right, twenty four hours of difference. So uh, we ended up doing Justice League first um, because it was sort of like fresh in our minds, and then uh, we had planned to come back and do Thor. Uh, but we just haven't gotten the time. So, but we have found the time today, so we're gonna jump right in. In the meantime, what have you been? Have you been watching anything? Reading anything? Anything interesting come up? Punisher, the TV series. Holy you watch the whole thing? shit! Yeah, I just finished it. Okay, it's, I, I, we might. Yeah, I, I might actually do a side quest on it, mm. like exclusively to talk about it. All right. I would rank it up there right now for the Marvel TV series, like. It's really, really hard for me to pick between Daredevil, Jessica Jones, and Punisher in terms wow. of which ones I like the best. Because I really, really like Jessica Jones, like, a lot. Yeah. That might be my favorite one. Because what's uh, the doctor? I can't remember the guy's name, um, the actor. Uh, he plays the I haven't seen of any of Man. these shows. Oh, no, that's fine. No, yeah. what I mean, the doctor, like, the doctor from, like, Doctor Who, that dude. Um, oh, uh, the English guy? Yeah, the English oh, guy. Oh, like the actual guy who played the... <laughs> the Engl- yeah, the English guy that played the fucking doctor sorry, and the fucking sorry. clown. Sorry, uh... <laughs> the English guy. Uh, the young English guy. Yeah, not yeah, like yeah. the older young guy. Dude's a good-looking dude. And he was in the Fright Night remake, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah I cannot remember. Guy. David Tennant? David Tennant. Yeah, I believe okay. that's it. I'm just looking it up yeah. now. I'm like 99% sure. David Tennant. Yeah, he plays the villain. Yeah, he show, plays yeah. the purple man. Is with the the character's name. Poiple man. The Poiple man. Um, and dude, it's just it's such a good show. Cool. I I really yeah. really liked it. Yeah, David Tennant. Mm. Um, it's and he's the guy that makes it because his villain is just so f- like just so menacing yeah. and like he it's it, I don't know I really really liked him but the Punisher is up there for me man it's really really dark the action scenes are quite well choreographed I mean cool. it's all it's it's I mean it's the Punisher so you're not getting kung fu it's it's yeah, yeah, down it's... down and dirty gritty what you'd expect for that kind of a character um 
Cool. It's good. It's it's. I, I'm really really impressed. You know, I never saw the sequel to The Punisher. I've always wanted to see that. Which like one? The, the, the War Zone. War Zone. Dude, never saw that. I love that. Film. Um, I kind of want to see it. It's bananas. <laughs> yeah, I heard and I've seen some scenes where it's just like it's just it's rated R, like harder, harder, hard, yeah, harder. Yeah, it's uh, it's. Yeah, I'm kind of interested in, in checking that one out. The opening scene for that is amazing. He offs like a group of mobsters and their wives oh at God. a dinner table. And these mobsters are old. Like, <laughs> I'd say like they looked good for like 120. <laughs> like ancient. It was and it's it's but it, it it that's the that's the one where he hangs himself upside down from a chandelier and starts oh, using the guns spinning. to start spinning around. Basically like the scene from Boondock Saints, except this time it was on purpose. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> That's pretty much what it was. It was, I don't know, I love that film for what it was. It was just, it was cool. over the top, silly. I mean, I don't know, maybe The Punisher's not supposed to have as much silliness in it, but... It's it's kind of amazing how much, like, how many guys have been bouncing around sort of the comic book film sort of genre. Yeah. And, uh... And they end up like you know he's uh, I can't remember his name now a very menacing dude the guy who plays Punisher in that in that film Ray Stevenson Stevenson who yeah. also he's, plays Volstagg yeah he's the one of the Warriors three yeah and we're back at Thor yeah um, <laughs> nice segue but uh, well I, I did want to mention one quick thing I finished watching a TV show called Mr Mercedes which is based on a Stephen King novel and uh, stars Brendan Gleeson in the lead role, and it's really great television. Mm. Amazing. Brendan Gleeson plays angry, angry old Irishman, like, perfectly. I love perfectly. Brendan uh, and he And all the acting is just, like, phenomenal all around. Great stuff. If you haven't seen it, def definitely, uh, definitely check it out. The other thing I saw was Vice Principals. Have you ever heard of that TV show? No, I haven't. With... Uh, Oh dear! Oh dear! Um, the 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 pilot from uh, Alien Covenant. Oh, Danny know? McBride. Danny McBride and uh, Walton Goggins. I don't know who Walton Goggins you, is. You definitely do. I probably do if I saw the, him from Predators. Predators. You know, oh yeah, uh, yeah, 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 dude, he's in everything. He's in a lot. Yeah, and yeah he's yeah. a good actor. He's a great and, actor, and he's in, he was amazing in uh, Hateful Eight. Yes, he was exactly. He was very in good. He was. He's good in good. everything. He's yeah. honestly good in everything. And uh, it's kind of this weird dark comedy. Um, it does kind of falter at certain points, but I, I mean, it's if you like that sort of, it's comedy, but it's almost like mean spirited comedy. Mm -hmm. um, if you like that sort of thing, this will definitely tickle your pickles. Tickle your pickles all day. Nice. Um, yeah, and there was something else that I saw or read, but I can't remember what it was. So. <laughs> that's that how important could it be how important yeah um i still haven't seen stranger things i've not seen stranger things season two season two yeah that's right and I mean. uh i'm waiting for uh my like media center unit True. to come in so i can set up my my uh receiver yeah there are two things i'm going to watch probably immediately one is going to be stranger things and the other one is going to be castlevania because i still haven't seen it that's a quick one. It's yeah, like, it's like four 20 minute episodes. Yeah, I heard it's like just like an hour and a half, like the whole thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's quick. So it's, it's like watching it's, a movie. It's good, yeah. but it's quick. It's, um, it leaves you wanting more. I found myself actually, every time I go to Netflix, yeah. going to the Castlevania entry to be like, is there another season? Uh -huh. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, so no, I'm, uh, I'm happy to hear that. There was, a, the, the, there was a lot of positive reaction to it. And it kind of like unofficially, because it's not actually considered a film, Although its running time is basically filmic, film, right? Yeah. 
Uh, it's cons- like a filmic running time or a filmic like running like yeah filmic <laughs> filmic <laughs> I'm sorry filmic runtime um it actually sort of unofficially broke the curse of of every video game based film being awful because it got generally positive reviews and there hasn't been a, a film based on a on a video game in a in a while that's actually been generally liked. Assassin's Creed was supposed to break that mold. Have you seen that movie? I haven't. Genuinely not very good. Fuck. Unfortunate, but true. What I was gonna say, there was an animated film of Street Fighter Two that I remember watching. Yeah, I was. That was a good one. Yeah, that, that was, was a good, a good one. one. No, I'll give you that one. I watched that a lot too. And you know what else could be argued as being? Uh, I think I probably it, had my spotty. Sexual awakening when there's like a Chun Li shower scene and Vega attacks her in the shower. Oh God. It's crazy, but then she like hundred, you know that the the I don't even know what the move is the, called. Not crane kick. No, the hundred kick, like the hundred hand slap, except with your feet. When she <laughs> turns upside down and starts. <laughs> no, no, spinning? with one leg. Oh, that. Yeah, oh, my yeah, bad. I yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't remember called. what that's called. But she does that to him toward the end, and it's brutal. <laughs> He's just totally. She totally fucks him up. Um, but yeah, no, I watched that movie a lot, a lot as a kid, and and I consider that a good a good film. That was a good. But movie. if I were to revisit it now, it's probably it probably doesn't hold up. <laughs> mm, I, I well, I was drunk when I watched it, but that it was tends to make things a little bit better. That's true. Yeah, yeah. That's why we drink during the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. That makes right. us feel we're doing so good. <laughs> we're entertaining. <laughs> Uh, oh, oh that's a good segue. Otto, what are we drinking? Oh, we are drinking. So uh, before, before as in last season, like I think we're officially in winter. It's December, whatever the fuck today. December 7th. Eight? 7th. Fuck. <laughs> I got a meeting tomorrow. Don't you dare name the number, the this episode number. because you. Yeah, no, no, no. no. I've, I've done that too many we're times. We've screwed that up. I, it's, this is this episode is Episode is between episode 10 and 2,000. Right, that gives us a good. We're good there. A, yeah, we're good. We're good. Um, this is a the uh, Great Lakes Brewery uh, Winter Ale. So we had uh, you could probably see it back here. We had the uh, the two fall uh, pumpkin ales, and uh, they are very good. So technic- uh, so like their seasonals are very good. The winter ale is uh, no different. It's amazing. Uh, it's kind of got that cinnamony sort of. It's like Christmas in a bottle. It and, is, and that's a good with way to alcohol. Put it. Yeah. It's, it's not a, too sweet though. I always find that like the seasonals like they like they Christmas, like they, really pour it in. Yeah, yeah this, this one is like it's a little sour. restrained. Yeah, 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 yeah. it's a little restrained. It's so, nice. It's nice. It's good. It's good. So, uh, yeah, I think that's it. I mean, like, not much else going on. Um, the news well, has been uneventfully boring. So that's so there's nothing. Not, yeah, nothing. No, I mean, there's stuff that I and I see and I forget and uh, there's nothing that's made me. Re- you know what was interesting? And I sent mm. you this link yesterday. And I'm just springing this on you now. There was just a thing that popped up on my Google about uh, Gal Gadot and um, mm-hmm. and Henry Cavill basically like wanting 175 bucks a pop just to get a photo with them and an right. autograph. Like yeah. it's 175 bucks for an autograph and 175 bucks for a picture. And it's like, yeah, it's one of these things that like. I can see both sides of the coin on that argument. Yeah. So like the fans being like, what the fuck? Why is it that expensive? But the thing is, is I don't think they get paid to go to those things. No, this I point, don't think. Yeah, right? I don't, I don't, I, yeah, I don't, I don't know exactly how it works. They're not the first to charge for that kind of stuff. No, 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 they're definitely um, not. And they're not the first who probably don't need to charge for that kind of stuff, who 
are charging for that kind of stuff. You know what I mean? Like, right. They're yeah. not like, um, they're not 80s action film stars that don't have any work anymore. They're right. not like the Power Rangers, yeah, you know, yeah. like, like that don't, that don't get film credits anymore or anything like that. So, um, they're working actor. They're working actors, and they get they get paid handsomely for. I don't know where I'm going with this. But, uh, they're go, they get paid handsomely with uh, coasters, yeah, you folks. You gotta put give these fucking coasters when you're give me that. putting stuff on fancy tables. Yeah. What are you doing? <laughs> Christ! <laughs> Table flip. I'm out of uh, here. Um, you got fucking short arms, motherfucker. Here, take this. Protect your table, man. All right. Sorry. Anyway, yeah. So uh, they're not the motherfucker. Sorry. Continue. Are you done? Say nothing. Are you done? Yes. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> so um, they're not the first to do it. It is a it is a hefty sum. Uh, I think I just think it's generally bullshit. Like I wouldn't wouldn't ever. I wouldn't really know. I would uh, never pay to go and get a picture. No, with but there are a lot of people that will, and whether it's the right thing or to do or not, I'm sure there is. Like I, you know, like Mark Hamill was doing it at New York Comic Con when we were there. This was like 70, 75 75, or something. Yeah, yeah. So it's like Ray, Ray Fisher. Know. Like the, it, I think Ezra Miller was doing like seventy something, and Ray Fisher was like sixty something. Okay. Yeah. So right. like, I mean, the, the actors know their value, right? Yeah. Those guys. Aren't Henry Cavill or um, Gal Gadot? So yeah, I mean, but the thing is, is like, is it worth it for them if they're if they're not getting paid for that? What's yeah. their typical hourly rate, right? Yeah. Based on like if they're if like how much do they work on a film? How much do they get paid for the film? And break that down and say shit like maybe just snapping a picture and having a five minute conversation with somebody is actually worth $175 of their time. That's right. That's so, right. Yeah. I'm not, know. you know, like I'm kind of neither here nor there on that. Yeah. It, it, it's kind of shitty. Like it's shitty but imagine, fans, imagine but it wasn't, it, you know, imagine it was free. The line would be out the door. Line would be right? out the and door. Nobody. And like a lot of people who want to meet them will not get to meet them. Exactly. It just, I don't know. You kind of have to split the difference. I, I, I don't really care. No, to be honest. Yeah. I, I'm just like, you know, if I ever saw that, I'd be like, you know, that's, that's cool. If you want to do it, yeah. if you want to pay, go for it. But I, I would never be interested in that. No, not my thing. All right. So shall we jump in? <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> All right. Um, Sorry, I nodded. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Thor Ragnarok. A hella good time. Most of the time. <laughs> <laughs> nice. You've done that in a while. Yeah, yeah. it's been a um, yeah, so how did I feel about this movie? Generally, non-spoilery edition, generally enjoyable, but I did have some, like, I did have some serious problems with this movie. I can't, like, I, I'm, I'm in the, I, I liked it sort of range. I'm in the yay sort of range. Yeah. Um, but there's some shit in this movie that nearly, that took me out of it several times. And, uh, it's, it's really more of a, a spoof. It's like National Lampoon's Thor Ragnarok, <laughs> almost like it, it reaches those levels of like At lunacy, times. which At is times. which is kind of fun and cool. But I, I guess maybe I wasn't ready for that type of that type of movie. And I can get into some uh, uh, details and when we get to the spoiler section. But generally, I was I I there were things in this movie that that took me that were close to taking me out of it, but none of it actually like pulled me out so far as I came out. Uh, uh, not enjoying the film. I, it was a fun time at the theater. Um, 
I think I, I probably like this a little less than Justice League, to be honest, uh, if I were to compare the two. Uh, but that's I, And I think that's only because I, I grew up with the Justice League characters and Thor was like a late addition for me. True. Uh, and by through characters alone, like I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna like Justice League because it's filled with characters from my childhood. Right. Um, both movies have problems. I have issues with both films, but in the end, characters sort of do it for me. So, just as a uh, a measuring device for anyone who listened to the Justice League podcast. Um, but yeah, generally liked it. But fun time at the theater, but some some definite problems. I think I liked it a little bit more than you, but I'm mm. in the same boat. It was mm. not a perfect movie by by any stretch of the means. It's never going to be, and I don't have those expectations when no. I get in there. But it's just like there's just some stuff where I was like, eh, yeah, why? Like it, why? Why do they? Why do they choose to do that? There was also thing? some very questionable CG. Like we were going sure. into Justice League yeah, worried we're about their CG, that. yeah, but Thor's had some. Bad shit. Yeah, it had some it's had some like janky stuff. But yeah. that's why I didn't really I didn't take Justice League, you know, I didn't throw the book at Justice no, League. No. So like I there are moments in this, and we talked about the moments in Justice League that were kind of you know janky and weird. Yeah. You know, we can get into the those here. But I feel like I give again, it's more about scope and uh and, and you know, I kind of come into these movies expecting, you know, not everything to look hyper realistic, you know. Yeah. Um but you're right. There's some janky Shiji in there. Shiji. Shiji. Uh, what'd you think of the acting? Uh, oh, boy. What's her name? Kate Blanchett. Yeah, no, she was great. She was fucking yeah, awesome. Yeah, one of the things I totally like. Yeah. I, like, generally, kind of what I liked, if I, were to, if I were to list what I liked, I liked the Hulk, when he's the Hulk. Um, I like Jeff Goldblum. He's basically, he's reached Christopher Walken status, yes. being a caricature of himself. He's just playing himself. Yeah. Um, which is fun. It's fun. It's nice to see him having a good time in a movie because he's not in a lot of movies anymore. You know? It's nice to see him on screen, like, having a good time. Um, the uh, And Hella was great. I thought Kate Blanchett was, was great. She crushed it. She, <laughs> she, crushed she did it. a great job. She looks like she's having a tremendous amount of fun. It's really what Justice League was missing, like a personality. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And she, she had it in space. She was having a great time playing that role, and so was the audience. Like, kind of, like, love to hate her. Yeah, she was very um, all over the place, too, which was, like, it, it seemed like a part of her character. Like, she was kind of... Like, she'd go into fits of, like... Like, like bipolar. Bipolar, yeah, yeah, that's a good yeah. way to put it. And it's it right. just, like, she'd go into fits of rage and just, like, badass, and then yeah. other times she'd be just kind of ho-hum about it. Yeah, that's like, right, yeah. I don't know, I, I really, really dug it. The look was good, she... the They, they did... I like the, the head dressing, or the head piece, the head piece. Yeah, was I was gonna get out. into that, but yes, like, the, her, her head piece, and it's a very, like, I, I always appreciate appreciate unique design elements on these films and i would compare like i don't know if i'm ruining anything i don't know the spoiler but the way she puts her she the way she puts her helmet on yeah or essentially she you know pulls her hair back and the 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 horns come out of the sides and i'm like that was absolutely brilliant i loved that every time she did that i was absolutely loving it and i would compare it to a movie that's definitely lesser than this film, but it has you know one or two unique moments. Suicide Squad. In Suicide Squad, when the Enchantress turns into the Enchantress, they have that one transformation moment where 
the enchant the enchantress's hands come out from the bottom of the human's hands, grips and hers, grips her and flip over, it. and she's changed. And I'm like, that was a very unique thing, which they never did for the rest of the film, which is really kind of a missed opportunity. Mm-hmm. But I would compare it to that level of uniqueness. Fantastic stuff. It's it's great. I li- I really like that. Yeah. And the headpiece is straight out of the comics. Like that's that's I, I give credit. Yeah, I'm looking yeah, at her screen here. Yeah. Yeah. So it's uh, she was great. Um, Hiddleston show, steals the fucking show again, man. Yeah, he's getting. You know what? I feel like his hair is just getting greasier and greasier. Like, <laughs> and his smile is getting like slicker and slicker. slicker. Like, yeah, there's just, just something about the dude. Yeah, that guy is just all lubed up <laughs> and ready to sell you a car. Like that's what he is, and it's just like it makes me really uncomfortable when I see him. And he's just, he's just, he's slick. He's he very, slick. very slick. He's yeah. got a. Um, he's definitely got a. He's got like a. Um, you can't not like slip the guy. and slide look about it. I mean, that's why he's the best villain in the whole Marvel universe. Sure, right? yeah, so no, he's, he's the guy the that people want to keep coming back to. He's the only one that they really haven't. I don't want to say haven't killed off. I don't think they killed off the Abomination yet, but like, fuck, he's the only villain that you really, really still care about. Aside yeah. from Hella, Hella's no. the other one I'd put into that conversation. Um. Yeah, I don't think I would agree. I think Hell is a one-note villain that has a lot of personality. I can and see that's, her coming back. Yeah. Well, oh, not that she wouldn't come back. Yeah, I, I mean to say that she doesn't have nearly as as much um, charisma. No, it's not charisma. It's like she doesn't have an arc of any kind. Like Loki's. I think Loki's appeal is that he looks like he has an arc, and then he stabs you in the back. Yeah, and he's got this like push-pull thing going on. And Hela's like, there's there's nothing about that character that's interesting in that way. What's interesting about her is is her personality right. and her charisma. True, true. But she is evil through and through and not interesting because of her character. She's interesting because she has such a vibrant personality. Yeah. I, that's my take that's on a good, it. Yeah. That's a good take. I can't yeah. argue that. Um, um, yeah, I mean, there, there, was, there was some comedy that didn't hit for me. The CG like wasn't you know wasn't so good in, in areas and and again that that doesn't that's not a make or break for no, me. No, no, no. Uh, I did have a really just like I had one thing that nearly teetered me to a, a like nay on this film. Um, I can I can mention here because it's, it's not spoiler worthy, but uh, it's um, Mark Ruffalo's performance. Oh. I I couldn't I literally I it's it's genuinely unequivocally awful. It is an awful performance. He seemed like he just kind of like sauntered into an SNL sketch like with without <laughs> a script. A- like without a script. Yeah. Like he just kind of like wandered in and he's like, "Oh, okay, we're going to like just, you know, I'm just going to be the straight guy like playing off of this craziness that's happening around me and um you know, it's like bad sitcom acting. Yeah. Like, that's what it is. I almost expected, like, a pre-recorded laugh track, like, every time he would respond to something. And his, like, mouth is sort of just, like, agape, and he's got these awful readings of these lines. Uh, almost like the, the... I don't know. I, I, I don't know if I really have more to say about it. It's just... It was so bad that I couldn't even believe that that was happening. And I think the... I think the... I think he was instructed to do that. Yeah. I actually think that was the direction that was given to him. I Because I, he's an amazing actor. He's a great actor. Yeah, like, sure. uh, I mean, the thing that pops up into my head right away is Spotlight. I don't know if you guys have yeah. seen that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's incredible in that movie. He's a great actor. And he's played Banner with more... 
He was great in the event. Character. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, like, but somehow in this film, it's a SNL sketch level, like, nonsense. And I it, couldn't believe there it. There were times that, yeah, I, I would agree with you, but I, I came to accept it in a, in a way that he was very, what's the best way to put it? He basically just came out of a two-year bender in which he wasn't conscious, and then all of a sudden he is, and he's in a place that he has no idea right, how right. to conceive it. Um, so you'd think the guy'd be a little bit off the wall. So, sure, but and he was not, definitely playing off the wall. Like he, I didn't he wasn't. He, I didn't even get that. I didn't get that he was like playing off the wall. What I got was, it was like, oh, I think this will be funny if I have this reaction to this to this thing and I'll play that reaction as if I'm shooting for as things like I'm shooting, yes. I'm like shooting for the, yeah. the audience member at the back of the room it's like I'm in I'm in an SNL sketch and yeah. it's live performance yeah, yeah, yeah. and I've got to like you know and it's just by lieu of the situation and who I am it's funny like right, right, and I'm like right. no it's not it's awful like it, you're being awful yeah stop it it made, uh, it made sense the, at the beginning what like I really like the scene where he first comes out of it, right? In, in the, when they're yeah, in, the, in, the in the ship. Yeah. It, that was genuine to me. Like, yeah. I was like, fuck, yeah, he's, he is weird right now. Like, yeah. Things aren't right in his head. But after they get out... He kind of stays like that. It's the same note. Yeah. And that's, <laughs> that, that's when things start going to be like, wait a minute. Now yeah. you're kind of not... Like, that doesn't make sense. At this point, the character of Bruce Banner, and as you've seen him performed in the other films... Mm -hmm would have adapted to this in some form or fashion. Right. Right. And he hasn't. Yeah. So it just, it, yeah. to me, it just was, um, it made a lot of sense and I thought was quite good at the beginning. And he plays that role of being kind of like, you know, coming out of, essentially like coming out of a huge two-year days really, yeah. really interestingly. But like, that's the only note he hits. And then at that point, it's like, wait a minute, that's yeah, not that's where you want to be. Interesting is a word for it. Interesting. Sure. I, uh, I, I, I mean... I got to disagree with you. Like, like when he came out of that daze and his first few lines were delivered, I was like, what the fuck is going on? Like, I wasn't... And it's not that... I mean, it's purely I mean, my opinion, but I, I was so taken aback by his take on it mm. that, it, that it just, like, it never connected with me at all. True. Alternatively, the Hulk is great. I think the, the, the scenes with the Hulk is fantastic. We, again, we can jump into spoilers and I'll tell you exactly what I liked about it, but... That was great. The CGI character was a much better performance than the human character. And I swear <laughs> to God, this is like the first time. I, it, I'm trying to think if there's another case, another thing where that's the case. I mean, you can make that argument for like Gollum or, but you know, like uh, uh, like Gollum or like uh, a Caesar from like Planet like Planet of the Apes, like the new the new series. They are humanoid. Yeah. And, like, roughly the size of a human being. Um, Hulk, Hulk's proportions are astronomical compared to a human being. So it's tough to say that, oh, yeah, Caesar was really good. Was he better than some of the people in his own film? I don't, I don't know. I haven't seen the last one. But I wouldn't say so. I'd say he's on par with everyone. Yeah. I'd, I'd say def definitively that the Hulk, a, a, a grotesque, you know, uh, uh, that's not very nice. Okay. Yeah, that's not very nice. Um, what I was trying we might to get have green listeners, <laughs> giant bodybuilding green listeners. Yeah. Lou Ferrigno might be listening right yeah. now. You think Lou Ferrigno is just kind of painted green all the time? Does he just wake up in the morning and no, paint himself? No, not all the time. Nish actually met him in the airport, and he wasn't painted green. But he I think at home, he's got like a green like spray tan 
He just fucking goes in. Every morning he gets into his shower. If you could like live your day as the Hulk, why wouldn't you? Well, you're going to live it as Hulk and not as fucking Bruce Banner because this movie makes you never want to be him. He's awful. He's an (laughs) awful person. Anyway. Uh, Yeah, so that's where I stand on Bruce Banner. That's a, I mean, that's, I don't think either of us are going to convince either of us that, (laughs) that. One take is better than the other. Right. I, I, I didn't mind it coming out. Of the I thought it was funny. That's the thing is I thought it was funny and made sense. But the thing is, is when you do the same joke over and over again, it becomes no longer amusing or sure, funny. Sure. That's yeah. kind of the way I looked at it. And sure. that's why like, I agree with you after that scene and it, he kept on hamming it up. I'm like, dude, you got to yeah. tone it down. So I'm with you, but imagine never finding it funny. <laughs> that's the thing. That's yeah, yeah. The that, that, that's what I'm saying. Like, <laughs> that's this is, the difference. This yeah. is not even. A, this is an agree to disagree. Right. Okay. Uh, so those are their general feelings. Do you want to? Maybe we'll just do a quick bonus round and then jump into spoilers. Yes. Why do you look confused? Because I'm thinking if there was something non-spoilery I wanted to mention. No. And Chris Hemsworth is Chris Hemsworth. Yeah, he's. I mean, he's Thor. He's he's doing his thing. Same shit. Yeah. If you've seen him in the other movies. It's Chris Hemsworth. Yeah. All right. Bonus round. (laughs) All right. So, bonus round. So, uh, I've mentioned before, and we did another bonus round on something called Tales from Beyond the Pale, which Mm. was an audio series of audio drama seasons uh, based in horror. So, I actually love the audio drama format. I listen to a lot of them. I try to find them, uh, you know, when I I can. And um, I basically found one uh, from a studio called... The Blood Crow Stories. I don't know if they're called... That's the studio name? Uh, sorry, that's the name of the series. It's called The Blood Crow Stories. They've released a, a full season called The SS Utopia, and it's an anthology series where each season is a different story. I don't know if the seasons tie to, tie in with each other at all because I'm almost done season one at this point. Um, but, uh, and when I get into season two, I can give you guys an update and see if they tie in. But at, at this point, I think they are separate stories. So just to give you a quick lowdown of, uh, the first, and it is a horror drama podcast, essentially. So I'm just going to read the little synopsis here, uh, for the USS Utopia, which is the first season. Um, first season highlights the story of the USS, uh, the, sorry, not the USS, the SS Utopia. A cruise ship in the early 1900s, modern-day college student Max begins to do his thesis on the audio diaries of the passengers on the ship. What he didn't know were the horrors that were waiting for him among the tapes and why the ship sank so mysteriously about 100 years ago. So it's a modern-day thesis-writing student that's listening to audio tapes from the early 1900s of all these people on this ship, and they're trying to escape the war. And they all go on the ship, and it's just like think of the giant, like uh, modern for the time, even future, almost like you know, like on the tip of technology at the time, cruise ship, and something, and it's different audio tapes from different folks. There's a lot of drama there, um, but there's also a supernatural presence on the ship, and it starts playing out in the tapes and bleeding into other areas of the reality. So. So it's really interesting, really well put together, man. These guys have done a really wonderful job of setting the tone. Uh, the voice acting is, on the most part, the voice acting is, is really great. It's not perfect. Uh, for a long-running audio drama series like this, you don't have the benefit of visuals. So there's some things you need to do that are sort of cheesy sometimes from the audio. 
perspective to give people settings and perspective, mm -hmm. right? Sometimes they'll describe what they're seeing out loud, but you know, typically people wouldn't, you know, say that out loud. Oh my God, that is the largest bipedial monster thingy yeah, with yeah, a lot of hairs and he has three eyes. And yeah. Look at those fangs. Oh my God, I should run. Yeah. Stuff I, like that. And, uh, <laughs> and I think that there's really no way around it. I've heard a lot of audio dramas yeah. and it's like, it's, I think it's just a crutch that the, uh, that the medium just is inherent with the medium and figuring out ways around that is being really sort of, you have to be inventive and most, sure. for the most part they are, they are quite inventive. The sound design is very good. Um, so, and, and some of it has been like, uh, you know, some of it is, is actually you know, quite scary. It can get under your skin a little bit. Um, and it's very progressive in its like dealings with drama and sexuality uh, and relationships. Uh, I won't get into too many details there for fear of potentially spoiling something. But uh, yeah, so it's, it's really great. It's written uh, by uh, Ellie Collins. And she's also a voice on the show. And the sound director is Scott Moore. And these guys have put together a wonderful team of like voice actors. And uh, the sound design is top notch. And it's, it's really just... It's great. The episodes are between 25 to 30 minutes each. I highly recommend you guys. There's even a trailer for the for, for it, so you can play the trailer, have a listen, you know, see if it's kind of your thing. Um, I think there are maybe 20 episodes. I'm not, I can't remember. Let's, let me do, I'm just looking it up now for, for the first season. 19 episodes. 20. 20. Play the tape. Hey? I don't know. That's the name of it. Oh, yes. Sorry. <laughs> sorry. Yes. 20 episodes for the first season, and they've already gone a few episodes into their second season, which is called Black Chapel. And I have no idea what it's about because I haven't heard a trailer or anything for it yet. But highly recommend it. Very atmospheric, good stuff. I've been listening to it in the car, listening to it on the bus when I'm like going to work. Sometimes I listen to it at work. Uh, if I'm doing something sort of monotonous that doesn't require, you know, like reading of any kind, I'll throw the story on. It's really great. Gets you, gets... Very atmospheric. So, is this something that's like presented in a podcast yes, format? Yeah. Yes, that's right. So you can look them up on any podcast application, iTunes, whatever it is that you got. Probably the same stuff you find us on. Perfect. And uh, you can also download the, the the episodes from directly from their website. It's free. Tune in, listen, support them because this is a this is a, this is a medium that really I, I I really really love. And honestly, this is the kind of thing that I want to kind of I want to do one day. I want to do. I want to write. I mean, maybe not right. I'm not super imaginative and not a particularly good fiction writer. But um, I'd love to create an audio drama of some kind. If somebody had some original material that they, you know that we could that we could work with, because there's nothing sets sets an atmosphere quite like it. So sweet. Yeah. So that's it. That's the uh, that's the big sell for today. The Go Blood out. Crow Stories. The Blood Crow Stories, season one, the SS Utopia. Check it out. You know, pointing at the microphone doesn't doesn't help a podcast. It's audio. What are you doing? Stop it! Put right. those guns away, my friend. All right, guys. This is the spoilery version of yes. our Thor review slash discussion. All right, Thor's all chained up. This was the place where I started complaining about the CGI. <laughs> this was. I was this waiting for that. Like, pissed me like, off. Yeah. <laughs> So he's all chained up in this thing that looks like a knockoff of the Riddick prison from, uh, yep. from uh, Chronicles. I'm of glad Riddick. you caught that yeah. too. Oh, dude, total, total. Even when he like whips himself yeah, yeah, down, yeah. 
Um, Except in Riddick. He, he gets actually, out. He, <laughs> no, he, that was his plan. He that was, was the a, one that he brought himself up to the bottom. He's that's like, right. I'm going to whip my ass out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Fucking so good. Uh, yeah, that this scene was pretty so great. Much. Yeah, um, uh, that, that's the first thing it reminded me of. And uh, it sets its comedic tone right away. He's yes, talking. Yeah. And, and uh, I also have to say it again. I don't, mean, I don't want to sound like I'm ragging on this film because there's a lot of stuff I liked. But they do obvious comedic things here. That just seemed kind of like beneath the director whose stuff I love. I All love right. Taika Waititi's stuff. I own I own uh, what, uh, what We Do in the Shadows. I just watched it. It's fucking Dude, crazy. that movie makes me cry with laughter yeah. every time I saw it. Every time I see it. The werewolf scene. Oh, so good. It's so good. And it's like... Uh, um, it's just amazing, and then the hunt for the wilder people is on Netflix. And I still have to I wa- see that. I, I watched that yet. with with my wife, and she enjoyed it, and I enjoyed it. And his comedy definitely tickles me in the right spots. Huh. Tickles my pickles, if you will. God damn you and your pickles. <laughs> um, and and I just, it just some of this stuff is just obvious, like the talking thir- to the skeleton. Like I knew he was talking to a skeleton. Like I did, that, that I, was I, fine. I didn't, who who is, do you when, talk to when you're in a cage? Anybody that's around. <laughs> <laughs> no, but, but, what I mean, but what I mean to say, the setup <laughs> Come is... here often. <laughs> the setup is obvious where it's it's someone yeah, yeah, talking yeah. to the camera and it's a setup for a joke, like talking to a baby, talking sure, to sure, a dog, sure. talking to... And I'm like, oh, that's that's not like him. Like, he... Because he's so unique and, like, strange with his comedy, which definitely comes out in the film. There's some. It does, it does. But, you know, like, the, at the end of the film, I'm skipping ahead where, you know, like, Hulk jumps out of the ship and... Uh, and like I knew exactly what was gonna happen, yeah. and like it was it was just so obvious. And they done that already. They did that in the Edward Norton. Oh yeah, because he does it. Yeah, that's right. Exactly. Yeah, thing. It was, he like it, it was more dramatic. Yeah, he. Fr- but yeah. it was there was still that oh shit moment, which was kind of funny. This yeah. one tried to play it out even funnier. It was way just, more. Comedic. He hits the fucking uh, the rainbow bridge super hard. Yeah, like, like it sounds like like a bird shitting on your car. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. It just like hits the he hits the bridge. Anyway, I was jumping ahead there. Sets its comedic tone right away and sets some of the obvious comedic tone like, yeah. right away. So you jump in. He's having a conversation with, uh, you know, Dar- you know what- Surter? No. Yeah, Surter. I thought it was Ghost Rider. <laughs> no. He's having a conversation Surter. with Ghost Rider. And, uh, yeah, you have a problem with this right away. <laughs> yeah, that might, might, the CG there, just it just looked really like that. that I know I complain about CG here and there, and it's just, it. usually it's a gripe. This is just, like, this is something that really bugged me. Like, that scene, like, it was him on a fucking green screen, and it drove me nuts. Yeah. By the way, did you know Clancy Blown, Br- Clancy Blown, Clancy <laughs> Brown, Blancy Clown, <laughs> Blancy Clown, Clancy Brown voiced Surter? Yeah. Uh, he didn't sound that good. No. I was expecting like a more imposing because he's got an imposing voice. I don't think it was his fault though. I mean, he does have an imposing voice, but I think that they didn't give him the right lines. Oh, they, like they, to say they yeah. made they made him look like a goofball. They bitched which, him out. Which which waiting pays, for Thor. Okay, so it he, pays off later because you yes. don't consider him a real threat. Yeah, and then he becomes a, a real threat. threat. <laughs> yeah, and I think they did that on purpose just to be like this guy is a fucking tool. Yeah, so, like, yeah, yeah. yeah. And that um, was a good... You don't like, get... I don't know. Clancy... Clancy Brown has got... He's got the God's gift to man in terms of voice. Oh, good Lord. Yeah. 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 His yeah. his Lex Luthor is just... It's iconic. It's I would say it's like... It's just as iconic as Hamill's Joker. 
Um, yeah. So it's 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 amazing. Yeah. They yeah, should just yeah. dub over every Lex Luthor's. When I read voice. comics with Luthor or the Joker, those are the voices I hear in my yep. head, along with Conroy and Batman. So yeah, you hear a lot of voices in your head. Right? I sometimes do. Depends on the day. Are you hearing them now? I fucking hope not. No. Get the hell out of my house, you psycho. <laughs> not right now. Okay. Maybe later. Um, <laughs> anyways, so the CG aside, I've, it, like I said, just looked like bad green screen and yeah. just a lot of it. It's just, it, there was just a lot of it. Yeah. It was just basically Chris Hemsworth in a room with nothing else around him. Yeah. And that was it. It seemed empty. Yeah. It just didn't seem like there was anything there. Yeah. Big movies movies have these problems, man. But some of them do it well and some of them don't. Like the the fucking apes and stuff in Planet of the Apes, anytime there are humans in those scenes, they're surrounded by it. But it looks good. Like it doesn't look like it's all green screened out. I think this problem happens again. In a more noticeable fashion, especially for me, in the in the arena fight with the Hulk, yeah, yeah, which absolutely. is just because you look at a movie like Gladiator, yeah, and that movie is still convincing in terms of its special effects. Yes, that's because I think a lot of that set was was like a piece of it was built. Yeah, it's real. And, yeah. Uh, but uh, they but, they but, used it essentially as like minor set decoration, whereas this it's very much the entire set. It's the entire set. It's yeah. everything. Yeah, and it's uh, like Star Trek. Uh, Star Star Wars. Sorry, not Star, Star Wars. The, 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 prequels. The, the prequels. Yeah, yeah like they that do was entire CG sets. Yeah, um, like and Justice Yolo. League has some of that. Some of that problem. Absolutely. As well, yeah. Absolutely. So. Uh, yeah, so anyway, he, he talks to Surtur, who's supposed to be the bringer of Ragnarok, and takes his head. Takes his crown. His crown. crown. His crown, yes. We haven't, I haven't seen this movie in a while, so maybe you should maybe you should do this <laughs> okay. discussion. Yeah. I'll do what I can. So anyways, he takes his crown. That's yeah. when he goes back to, um, oh my goodness. Asgard. Asgard. He goes back to Asgard. And finds... And we are introduced to, to the, my 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 other huge problem with this movie, which is the character of Scourge. Who is completely useless? Like his his practicality in this movie. Like he's the he's, fucking janitor for ninety percent of the film. Yeah, no, he does nothing. No. Like his character does nothing. All his character does, and is the only thing I can think of, all it do, all he does is give some Hella someone to talk to, so that her motivations can be fleshed out. Yeah, and I'm like, there and there was no arc. Like his character has zero impact. No, and and I just. I was just like, and it's and it's such a waste because I fucking love me some Carl Urban. He's the man. Carl Urban is the fucking man, and he has given nothing to do other than follow Kate Blanchett around like a sad puppy. Yeah. Yep. That's an a good way to put it. Yeah. They didn't give him nearly nearly enough to and do. And even his whole like ending arc thing, zero impact. You know it was what? Just like what? that that ending arc was just to satisfy like a portion of I think it was I think they were actually going through Ragnarok in the comic books where the executioner gets those weapons the weapon. from Earth. Oh, I'm sh- I was almost just, entirely it, sure it was from the comics. That's which what I mean. Fine. That was a fan service thing, but at the same time, it was used poorly. There was no. Pl- I mean, if he just wasn't in the it was final shoehorned battle, in, yeah, like, for no reason. For like no there reason. was no real reason that that yeah. had to happen. Mm-mm. So. Yeah, that was just the wrong way to do it, and yeah. it was a waste of Carl Urban. Completely, too, it's just really too bad because. Yeah. Um, and, and speaking of which, uh, right in that, uh, sorry, I'm skipping him. My bad. So we were introduced to Scourge. We're introduced to Scourge. That's when he gets back onto um, Ragnar, uh, not Ragnar, Asgard. Asgard. God damn it! Fucking words are all complicated. Gets back onto Asgard. Yeah. And first, we, it's revealed that um, what's his Odin? name? Not He's, Odin. Um, 
Oh my goodness. Sees everything. Oh, uh, Heimdall. Heimdall. Yeah. He is uh, he's not missing. there. He's gone. He's For yeah. some reason, he had a beef with what was going on in Asgard, yeah. and he fucking he pieced out. He fucked off, yeah. And then that's when it's revealed that, first of all, let's talk about the cameos real quick. Oh, yeah. Those cameos are great. That was Sam Neill. That was Sam Neill's Sam Neill is Odin. I, was, I, I saw it. I'm like, oh, that's cool, but yeah. he's not going to have a scene with Jeff Goldblum. No, I'm I know. Like, fuck. And then yeah. one of the uh, it was Luke Hemsworth played Thor in the in the scene. Yeah, yeah. And That's right. Matt Damon out Matt of nowhere Damon. <laughs> playing Loki. Yeah, playing yeah. Loki. That was completely blew me away. I was like, what the random. fuck? Like, yeah. how is this? Anyways, completely random. As, you know what I do like about this this movie? Uh, they use the relationship that Thor has with his hammer in interesting ways. Like how it always comes back to him. Yeah. They use it in especially his threat to Odin, who is being impersonated by um, uh, by Loki. He throws the hammer and stands in front of Loki, like waiting for the hammer to come back. Yeah. And I thought that was really cool. They do interesting things with that throughout yeah. the film. Uh, I like that. I like that quite a bit. So it's revealed that uh, Odin is is uh, not Odin. It's Loki. Everyone in there, uh, and everyone is uh, aghast. Uh, and except for the audience. Except for yeah, that's right. And um, it forces Loki to help him find their father. So Odin. they go looking for for Odin. And he left him somewhere on Earth at like an, a retirement home or. Yeah, it seems oddly human. I th- I'm going to say a hu- retirement home. It, c- it could be a different type of place. Right. But let's say a retirement home. He goes, and the whole place has is, is been devastated. It's no longer... Oh, it's like, yeah, it's torn yeah, to they, the ground. They basically tore it to the ground. I guess they were renovating. Um, yeah. And then, all of a sudden, Loki gets swept away to God knows where, and then Thor finds him in the... Sanctum. Oh, sanctum. Sanctum the Santorum. Yeah, the New York Sanctum, Sanctum. or whatever. Yeah. And then enter Doctor Strange. Yep. This was the best scene in the movie it was for fun. me. It was I loved it. was definitely fun. I, I enjoyed it. Um, I like Thor's beer filling itself. I thought that was pretty dope. I'd <laughs> love that in my house, man. <laughs> Automatic filler of beer. We keep pouring beer like suckers. Like suckers. What if this kept refilling? Yes, yeah. that's right. Um, yeah, so that was a pretty great scene where he's warping... I didn't really. I don't think I really liked the effect of him warping to different places because it was just like a, just like a pop, and it was just kind of like a, the next frame was a different set. Yeah, and I was just like, oh, that's a that's a that was an I thought that was an odd creative choice. It was an odd creative choice. I guess it was sort of meant to be disorienting. And here's why yeah. I liked it being yeah. so as disorienting as it was because to Strange it was just like, eh, I'm gonna go here, I'm gonna go here, and then Thor is getting all disoriented. Yeah, and he is so fucking pompous. And Thor like, or strange? No, strange. Okay. He's so pompous and just like air, almost air, oh, like yeah. arrogant about how much he knows. And oh well, you can't just come to Earth and bring this person here. He's a blah yeah. blah blah blah, and he's just he's disorienting Thor visibly, right? Yeah. And then at the end, he just kind of casts them away, and here's yeah. your father. Go get out of here. Yeah, yeah. And it's just like to me, like in the film Doctor Strange, he goes from being that pompous person yeah, to having to become being, the student yeah. and having to build himself up. And now he's there. He's that, he's he's essentially the expert in the magical realm now where he was as a surgeon and he's the same dude again. And he's the same guy again. And that's interesting to me. Like, I like that. I thought that was kind of cool. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't, I, I noticed that, that I'm like, oh, he's kind of like the way he was at the beginning yeah. of Doctor Strange. Um, and you know what? You've got, what, like three, four minutes to like make an impact that's Doctor Strange's MO. Yeah. Like, even if he grew as a character in his own movie and you want, you don't, you're not going to use 
the character, the benevolent character he's sort of starting to become, you're going to be like, I want him to be a pompous asshole. Yeah. Because that's his shtick, and we should, and we need these personalities to clash, so they're going to stick to that, which, which I found fine. It yeah. Was good. yeah. Yeah, it was a good choice. I like that idea. So then they go to a field, the pen, a cliff. The, the park bench yeah. on the cliff. Yeah. And find a uh, beach-worthy Odin, I would say. I think he was wearing uh, like a hemp like suit or something like that. He was looking comfy. He was looking comfy. He looked like he, uh, a Colombian drug lord. Yeah, oh, for sure. Yeah. He's definitely puddling drugs. Yeah, that's yeah, why they that's shut right. down the old age home. That's right. That's this, right. Odin, you can't it's... be selling fucking drugs out of this old age home. <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> no, no, but this is okay. Here, have some of the... I don't want your cocaine. What are you doing? So The uh... cops are going to shut us down. <laughs> Skip ahead two days of tearing down the fucking place. Oh, oh man. Yeah. <laughs> so anyways, they find Odin. They have this really nice heartfelt conversation where it's revealed that he actually had this daughter, Hela, who essentially is going to be the downfall of Asgard. And, oh, he's also dying, and peace out. See ya. You're not going to see Anthony Hopkins again for the rest of the film. Um, This is slightly anticlimactic. Very. It was pretty anticlimactic, but it's, you know what, I feel like... The third movie in any series just like sheds its skin and 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 again this is another obvious thing in the film it's like okay i'm gonna kill all these characters that you guys knew from before yeah uh but somehow maintain this you know zany national lampoon tone right i mean when hella comes back we'll get into this later she like merciless mercilessly kills the warriors three like I right away off. and i was like wow all right i mean like there wasn't even a fight there there was nothing Odin is taken out. So basically all of these old, uh, you know, established They're established. Characters. They've been in at least three films. Yeah, yeah. And um, maybe two. Two, I'll say. Yeah. I don't think they're, they were in any of the Avengers films. Yeah, and they're they're off pr- uh, pretty quickly and pretty uh, without cleanly, any- without any fanfare. Mm-hmm. So... Um, we'll those guys probably did like 10 minutes of shooting on that on that show. Anyway, so yeah, so she pops up. Her entrance is pretty grand and cool and shatters um, Mjolnir without even trying. Shatters Mjolnir. That was an interesting That was shot. An interesting. Yeah. That was like the whole like stopping it. Yeah. yeah. I, you know what that reminded me of? Remember Alien Resurrection where Ripley's playing basketball catching the ba- she catches the basketball <laughs> I feel like that's the exact same Yo, shot where yeah. she's like palming the basketball yeah. it's the exact same shot and except you know Mjolnir explodes yeah. yeah but at least in this one it's a little bit magical whereas in that one it's like, like she can't palm that she basketball. can't palm she's She's, she's tall. tall. She's like she's six, all her hands she's are almost huge. Six feet tall. Yeah, I'm six like, one. I can palm a basketball. Yeah, she, 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 but in that case, no, she wasn't. The, the ball, way she was her hand it, was like, not digging into the ball. That's to right. Palm it. That's right. No, it wasn't. She can do it, but like that was definitely. No, like she was barely adhesive. touching the ball. <laughs> yeah, there was some <laughs> adhesive on that one. But uh, um, anyway, uh, yeah. So she blows up Mjolnir, and they and uh, and stupidly Loki opens up the Bifrost and jumps through the portal. And stupidly, she well. She that's would have destroyed she, them. The movie would have been over there. That's what she wanted them to do. 
True, true, true. Yeah, she yeah, yeah. chased them through the, through the Bifrost. She wanted them to get warped back to Asgard. That's why Thor tries to stop him. He doesn't stop him because, like, we should fight. He's like, don't open the portal because she's going to get to Asgard and she's going to fight. I didn't think up. that at all. I thought That's it, the first thought, thing that I thought. Well, Thor's a dumbass. I thought he just wanted to fight. He's grown as a character. He's he not has. dumb. Eh, he's still dumb. Hulk isn't grotesque and Thor isn't dumb. Okay, we're past all of this. That's You're the one that says grotesque. You're the one that says Thor is dumb. He is a dummy. Uh, he's not a dummy. He's a big dumb dumb. <laughs> he is not. He's not. He's actually not that stupid in this movie. Uh, I'm pretty sure he wanted to fight Hela. Like, yeah, but he didn't want to. He didn't want her to get to Asgard. So it's like, okay, maybe we can fly. He can fly. He can't fly without Mjolnir. Oh shit! Yeah. He fucking. He doesn't even fly. He just throws Mjolnir and holds on to the end. <laughs> That's really what he does. So basically, <laughs> when you have like a <laughs> when you have like a group project. You're working on a group project. Are you like, you know, I'm basically the Mjolnir of this project. <laughs> what? You're riding on my coattails, you know. I got this guy, he does nothing. Fuck. I'm like, please. <laughs> Later. Oh, God. Really, it's all the hammer. Like, it's he does nothing. All hammer. <laughs> Even the flying, it's all. Hammer. Until the end of the film. Sure, until the end of the film, right. right. So, <laughs> so, anyways. He's going up the Bifrost, and that's when they get thrown off course, and then he lands in a fucking garbage pile. Yeah. And now, all of a sudden, you're introduced to this other planet. Um, I don't even give a fuck what the name of the planet is. Yes. I don't, uh, Sakar. 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 And that's, that, this is, to give you some comic book history, this is where the comic book um, World War Hulk is, or Planet Hulk, sorry, this would be Planet Hulk. Essentially, what happens is... Hulk gets essentially thrown away by some of the Illuminati group of superhero leaders in the Marvel Universe and say, look, you're too big of a problem. We're sending you to a planet where you'll be happy. Have a good time, Hulk. And he fucking flips out and he lands on Sarkar, Sakar, and then the planet Hulk thing ensues. In this case, they are applying this to the character Thor. That's fine. My problem with this is that you've got this whole planet thor storyline that we'll talk like you've got that going on but then you've got all this really big stuff happening on asgard as well these are two massive stories that you're trying to fit into one film sure yeah i didn't feel like i like as soon as you got off of the odin like where's odin at that point all of a sudden you got these two stories with very very complex and large scale elements to them and I don't feel either of them really get their due in in the the running time of the film. Yeah, um, like it, it seems all very surface level for both of those. Oh, for plots. sure. Yeah, it and does. I don't like it that. Does. It does because the Planet Hulk books were fantastic. Like the whole, I even like that movie, that animated movie. The animated movies, well, like I, I, the, the like animation's a little spot, but then again, all the Marvel animations well, yeah, a little spotty really for those weird. films. Yeah. But the actual story, it was fairly true to the theme of Planet Hulk and and the story of Planet yeah. Hulk. Whereas this one, it's just kind of surface level. It's just he kind of goes there, he fights the Hulk, and then he leaves. Yeah. There's no analysis of really what's going on at Sarkar. The, the, the big thing that they had was like, you know, having a revolution and, and kind of like usurping the powers that are running the, the, the planet and all. Like that, that's the interesting thing that was in Planet Hulk and I think could have been explored in this. Instead, you just get the surface level thing because he gets on the planet and now he gets to get off. Yeah. And meanwhile, Hell is doing all this really crazy shit in Asgard, and they barely just s scratch on it at all. Like the Warriors yeah. Three get off, like you mentioned, yeah. in such 
un like completely poor fashion. They just get like they're like these garbage. are some of the fa- these are some of my favorite characters in the entire Marvel universe. Yeah, and like. Volstagg doesn't even get... He's, he doesn't get I a think word. All he does is just go do, 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 do with the, the sword. Yeah. And that's basically it. And yeah. then all of a sudden, he just fucking boom. And then I don't even know... Ven, Vendal, Vendral, or whatever. The the guy like that looks like... The swashbuckler? The swashbuckler. He yeah. looks like the uh, the guy from The Princess Bride. Yes. The, yeah. Anyways. But then um, Ho- Hogan, I think, is the name of the character. The gets, guy? Yeah, the yeah. Asian guy. He, he gets, in a brutal, pretty brutal fashion. Yeah, he gets but hooked. the thing is, is like to me, that's how he should have gone out. He put up a fight, but that's the thing is, yeah, Yeah, all three of them should have been leading that charge with the army, and those three should have been the final three to go down, but that uneventful bullshit, that was horrible. That was so poorly done, and it's because it's like, fuck, we can't spend any time on these people because we don't have enough time because we got to go back and forth between these two things. Yeah, they can't can't afford to have like a throwdown between these characters, and it's a shame because those characters are pretty interesting, and they're fun, and... um, the uh, the the issue I had with that is her fight with the army. I actually really did not like. It was boring. It was boring. It was it was so CG assisted to the point where she was like this bendy piece of elastic. Yeah, and um, and that's one thing that I think. I mean, say what you want about Zack Snyder's like vision on his films, but he has gotten the closest to using CG doubles. In his films and making it look convincing, yeah. like the Man of Steel fight, the the Smallville fight in Man of Steel, I really do enjoy that. It it is CG and you can you can see you it. You can see it at times, but it's still more convincing than what I saw in in this film. And I was just kind of out of it. I was like, oh, she just like she murders like a thousand people, yeah. and I was just kind of like, oh, okay, like I wasn't really into it. Um, but uh, but yeah no there are are there are action scenes I was into like the the ending and the the, the space chase like the ship chase and stuff like that but this one I, I was not into yeah. so she she marks everyone on Asgard um, including the Warriors three and um, and uh, then we go back to uh, and Scourge sort of becomes her sidekick and you know she starts Flap telling dark. yeah yeah telling him his the, her life story. The so. only thing interesting thing I found on Asgard was when she got rid of the, yeah, the big the, mural the, on yeah. the ceiling. I that was and very that, cool. That was yeah. cool. But again, th- these are two things that should have been broken out into, in my opinion, in their own movies or focused more on in a sole movie because. Th- 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 all we saw was a fucking ceiling. I would have loved to see like what actually happened, like flashbacks sure, back sure. to that. They, and making making Hela even a more tragic character, being like, look, this is what my father made me. It's his fault that, like, that kind of stuff. Like, yeah. sins of the father kind of thing. You know what I mean? Like, that would have been way more interesting. They did some of that already in the first film. I feel like they tread that. They, yeah. they, they already went down that path. But the thing is, quite... is you don't see... You don't see... You don't see... Odin in the light of just being a bloodthirsty warmonger. Even in that, it seemed like they were in the right trying to fight the frost giants. And then at that point, he sees this tiny little baby and he's like, I can't, I can't kill this yeah, baby. Right. I need to take this with me. Like right. he, to me, it, at that point, doesn't seem like he's in the wrong at any of that. Like it seems like he's fighting on the side of good. Sure, and sure. It's a war, it's a war, yeah. whatever. But in this, it makes it look like he's he like, was I'm going to fuck up a, every, yeah. a complete warmonger. Yeah. And that would have been interesting to see. Yeah, that's true. It was, and it was only hinted at. He's already dead, and he's already got this benevolent sort of Jedi ghost sort of yeah. like status. Yeah. Um, one thing I did want to say is uh, compare the intro to this movie to the intro of the first 
Thor film. The intro to the first Thor, Thor film was amazing. I yeah. fucking loved it. The Frost Giants. Uh, Laffy is the... Laffy, the, yeah. And his makeup is fantastic. And he looks great. He sounds great compared yeah. to the intro of this film or even the second film. Nothing, Not nearly as good. Yeah. Not nearly as good. That Those practical effects, Laffy himself as a villain... Uh, was played by Calm Fior, I think, which is who's a Canadian actor. I, I, I do really like him, and he's got a great voice. See, he, uh, but but the, uh, something was definitely lost in translation there. Like, uh, you know, this guy, this uh, Ragnarok dude, I can't remember. Surtur. Surtur. Yeah, not nearly as not nearly as imposing. Um, sorry, but yes, you're, uh, you are. You're right about that. Yeah. Um, so, and that's the thing is like now, like we've essentially talked about, and we're not going back and forth in terms of the chronology of the film because we've essentially covered everything that really happens on Asgard before Thor and his crew get back. So now we can talk about Sarkar. But that's what I mean is like those intermingling, yeah. those two stories, they're so independent of each other. Yeah. That really like, why put them both into a single film? Yeah. I, I, I mean, just, it's, I don't know. I, th I, I get why it's frustrating, yeah. but I also... I also think like this, and again, I'm, I'm making comparisons to Justice League because I saw them back to back. In the same way, Justice League gave just I felt I felt gave just enough of each character to establish like motivations. I think they gave just enough to each plot to get me invested. I I, uh, I get what you're saying, but I I was I was along for the ride. The mural thing sort of set the tone. Again. Odin never answers for his warmongering. Yeah. He's never... And, and that's that's definitely an open-ended... A missed opportunity. Well, I don't even think it's something anybody wants to deal with. It's a complicated matter. You're right. It's just, I it's love to deal with that shit. <laughs> it requires time, right? Get Anthony time. Hopkins back in there and do that. Anybody that, like... Dude, Anthony yeah. Hopkins? Yeah. Fuck. Yeah, yeah. I'd love that's to true. see him that's get That's a complicated matter. It is. Time, it is. So. It is. I'm sure. So, uh, but, but you're right. It's kind of a throwaway and there's no real... There's no repercussions to finding out right. what, what your father has truly done. Really? So, yeah. Yeah. So, anyways, uh, skip to Thor getting into Sok uh, Sakar. Yeah. I keep, screaming. I keep yeah. calling he it Sakar. Yeah. He gets picked up by Scrapper 142, 42. right? And that seems kind of cool. Yeah, that was fun. But here's the big issue I have with that. How much promotion of drinking and driving has yeah, that yeah. woman <laughs> like, dude, she's fucking piloting a ship. And the first thing she's doing is she's hammered coming out of the ship and she's still drinking. She is blasted. She's blasted. I'm like, that was the first thing I noticed. I'm like, ooh, that's in poor taste. Yeah, like, she is blasted and she is she's driving. She's, she's flying. Flying. Drinking Not even flying. driving. Yeah. Drinking and flying. Driving, you have two direct, two dimensions to deal with. Yeah. When you're flying, you got a third. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So, anyways. So, yeah, no, that was a cool. They, uh, they, they picked, the gun scene was really, yeah. like, that was neat. Yeah, that was, they, that was they, pretty cool. She picks, her, picks him up and sells him to uh, the Grandmaster. Grand who Grandmaster Bloom? They that the great scene where he's in the chair and he's like, "You're about to meet the Grandmaster," and he's like, "Oh!" like screaming in the chair. I thought that was really funny. Yeah. But that, that, that's a very uh, like Taika, Taika Waititi, Waititi thing to do, yes. right? And I was like, that stuff made me laugh, and I was really into it. Uh, then you meet the Grandmaster, and by played by also known as Jeff Goldblum. It's just <laughs> Jeff Goldblum playing Jeff Goldblum, and which is great. It was fun, and he he's hilarious. He has this one scene where he melts a guy next to Thor. Like, there's a guy in the scene, and he's... Uh, it's his brother or something like that, isn't it? It's like a relative cousin. He yeah, calls him cousin or something, cousin. something like that. And he, t he, you know, touches him with this staff thing, and he melts. And Thor starts freaking out. But I don't know if you notice this. Maybe I'm remembering this wrong. 
but his he says oh my god but he delivers it like that kid from troll 2 have you ever seen that scene yeah, yeah. From oh troll 2? My yeah god. he delivers it exactly like that i'd have to see yeah, that. he's I don't just like that at all. oh my god i'm like what the hell is going on here like I like I by this time I hadn't seen Bruce Banner, so that was my first taste of like <laughs> that was my first taste of just like off like purposefully awful yeah. acting. Yeah, yeah. I was like, yeah, what yeah. the hell was that? Like, um, I think I think when I saw that, I'm like, that's got to be an homage to Troll Two. Like, I mean, there's no way anybody would deliver that line like that. But why uh, maybe, would and maybe maybe uh, maybe I've got it wrong. You know, listeners, if you guys can comment, may, you know, corroborate my story. I'd love to see that scene again, just to see if I was remembering it wrong. But uh, but it's it's it was like that's the first thing I thought when I was in the theater. I'm like, what the hell was that a troll two reference? Um, anyway, so he melts this guy in the seat. Just you know, another day in the life of the Grandmaster, and um, Thor is forced to compete in a contest of champions and it he goes into this arena right and oh well he finds out that uh, the scrapper 142 is actually Valkyrie yes yeah so before he yeah. jumps into the thing yeah and uh, and uh, l- let me know if I'm skipping too much no, stuff, no, no. But That's, he jumps really... in he jumps into the arena he gets this cool new helmet which they don't explain where he got it from he's just wearing it yeah and uh, that looked like yeah. a custom job yeah. that was <laughs> That's really right. something they should have addressed uh, they treat their gladiators well they do. Apparently. Yeah. Jesus. Uh, they give good haircuts and make great helmets. <laughs> yes. Um, so, uh, and then outbursts uh, uh, the Hulk. And they have that moment that's in the trailer. Yeah. Still funny. And, uh, and, and they fight. And this is the scene that I kind of had a problem because this is like the centerpiece of the film in terms of like uh, the same way, like, you know, like Batman versus Superman, that fight sort of like the centerpiece of the film. And, uh, but... Uh, this just, you know, suffers from, like, CG overload, bad, like, bad green screen. Yeah. Um, so, I, I don't know why, but sometimes I feel like when it's, like, on him and it's on the side, I feel like I'm watching NBA Jam. Because I think people are taking pictures or there's flashes going off or something. Like, it just, like, feels like, you know, like, you know when you go up for the dunk? The dunk, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> It's just, like, <laughs> I just feel like I'm watching a game of NBA Jam because they're flying around and jumping around, too. I'm like, oh, are we playing NBA Jam? Um, but it's still an entertaining fight. It's 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 fun. It's fun to watch. And Loki's reaction to a lot of the stuff is, is funny. That's, and, yeah. And um, I'm confused because... Uh, after the fight, they're like they're you know they're bunking together like a couple of college roomies, and I'm just confused why that Hulk happened? felt like he needed to keep fighting him. And then after when they get together, it's cool. Like, was there some? But they didn't really they no. didn't really establish the 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 consequences. It seemed like Thor wanted to fight. Sorry, uh, it seemed like the Hulk, Hulk wanted to fight. It's like it doesn't matter. I want to fight. But what was at stake? I wasn't sure because they didn't want to say, "Oh, I'll, I'll, I'll melt you," it, like or I'll melt, or maybe that's what it was. I don't know. It just didn't seem. It seemed strange, like for them to just bunk together after. It's like, oh yeah, you're like you know, why didn't you stop fighting? And then here's the why other are we thing: fighting right now, if you yeah. want to fight me so bad. And then the other oh. interesting thing is, how did he get up there? Like the Grandmaster would have had to okay that. What was his motivation to keep him around? 
and you get up there, uh, uh, you know, Thor? into the Thor's hotel. Yeah, room. yeah. It's just like I don't know. It it's just like, seemed like a weird. Setup, yeah, it's, you know? and it wasn't like like the only reason I could think they would keep him is like, hey, he's an amazing gladiator. Let's keep him to be used. But they never do anything with him, so he's just fucking there. He's just there, living the life. Yeah, he's just literally like he's got a he whole fought shelf one fight, fight, and they're like, yo, you did good. Go up into his hotel room, order some room service, yeah. have a drink on us. He's if got, Valkyrie doesn't drink all, yeah, of us. he's got like a whole shelf of. Exotic booze. Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty great. That's another scene where Valkyrie chugs an entire look like a handle of fucking whiskey. Yeah. That's and right. then she goes and drives them somewhere. Yeah. That's right. I don't know if she did that, but she did <laughs> chug a bucket. They, they are in close enough, uh, close enough uh, quarters that, that she would have still been intoxicated. Oh, for sure. She, she, is, she is a Valkyrie. We don't, uh, we're not sure of the you her, know, her, her, her organics and like you know her digestive system is the same. As she'd the still blow over. Yeah, probably. <laughs> probably. Over um, the legal limit. Anyways, so yeah, so they're they're up in the they're up in the hotel room, just having a little <laughs> having a little party, and this is the part that I really loved about Thor and Hulk's interaction. Yeah. yeah. Thor just like said, nobody on the Avengers likes you. He yeah. like tells him. And Hulk's reaction to that is so funny and so sincere. Like, it's like, hey, Thor, you know, I'm sorry. Hey, Hulk, you know, I'm sorry. He like shakes yeah, his head like yeah. a baby. You know, like baby. he's like, a, it's a kid. And I loved that stuff. That was great. Um, in contrast to, you know, Banner stuff, which is just fucking awful and just makes Thor stuff look even better. And maybe that's what he was doing. I don't know. Um, maybe that's what they were trying to do, but uh, the the stuff was really endearing and funny, and the you know the Hulk like laughing at Thor, telling him to leave, and like yeah. he runs into the force field and stuff. There's a lot of comedic elements there, and it and it, and it worked. It was funny. Yeah, um, agreed. We didn't even mention because we kind of uh, went past it. Korg, Korg and Meek. Oh yes, that was my other big problem with this yeah. movie. Uh, I I Korg. Uh, and this is where I'm like kind of let down because Taika Waititi again, like just being the comedic genius that he is, I really enjoy his comedy. He plays Korg. Yes. And the problem with it is not that it's not funny; it's that it's stand-up comedy. It's like literally he's like cameras on him, like in profile, and he's just talking and waiting for people to laugh and yeah. delivering line and then a line and then a laugh and then a line and then a laugh. And I'm like, what is with the SNL, like, weird stand-up comedy vibe they have going with this movie? And it's not, like, it's not, none of it felt organic at all. And yeah. this isn't a, that's, this isn't that's a the, shot at, like, the rock man not being organic. It just, the comedy wasn't, the comedy wasn't organic, right? Agreed. It, 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 it like I said before, it, I can't remember what I said felt shoehorned in, but this felt shoehorned in. It felt yeah, like Taika yeah. Waititi kind of being like, I need to get some of my kind of off quirky, like, quirky humor in there. And I mean, it worked. I, it gave me some laughs, but at the same time, it also didn't fit the bill either. Yeah, so. I just, I was like, it, I'd it, watch a stand-up com. I watch, I watch, I would watch Korg stand-up comedy. <laughs> Korg stand-up, Netflix stand-up comedy special, right? I would watch that in a heartbeat. Sure. But in this movie, it just it just didn't work for me again. No. Just, yeah. Yeah. That's yeah, about right. Yeah. Um, so what happens now? Basically, they try to escape, right? That's when the escape happens. They onboard Loki for the escape as well. That's right. Well, no, no. Uh, sorry, I meant the escaping to get to the Quinjet, which introduces us. Oh, right. To back to your favorite the, character. The, uh, the Oscar-worthy performance. 
Mr. Uh, Ruffalo. Mr. Ruffalo as Bruce Banner, which is just god awful. We right. talked enough about that. So they we get to they, yeah. they get there. They oh. they get oh yeah, and then they meet Scrapper one forty two, and then that's when they corroborate with Loki. Yep. And then that's when they try and commandeer the Grandmaster ship. That's right. So they go up. They do what was it? Uh, get help. Oh, get they help. Get help. Yeah, they yeah. get help. And he like throws him. Yeah. And, yeah. No, it's funny. That was funny. That's funny. No, there's funny stuff. And like, and oh, we didn't really mention the the score to the film, but it's got this really psychedelic like yeah. 70s, 80s like neon sort of like rock electronica vibe. Yeah. And it's just like it's pretty neat. It's pretty nifty. And they they stick with that. And then with the guns, all have different colored lasers, yep. and like it's very psychedelic. It's very psychedelic. That's yeah. the best way to put it. Yeah. It was. I, I liked it. And they were consistent. Thankfully, yeah. I, I liked that they were consistent with kind yeah. of the approach they took at that. No, it was very cool. Yeah. I uh, I don't know if this is the this is the point or this already happened, but you get Valkyrie's like side story, and all of the and I, well, this is the comment I want to make. And again, it keeps I keep coming back to this, but. I can't help it. The scenes like with Valkyrie, the Valkyries fighting uh, Hela, it's like, it's, this movie looks, the whole film, uh, I, well, not maybe not the whole film, but key, definitely key moments of the film look exactly like a Zack Snyder joint. Like, especially yep. that flashback. That flashback, That flashback, sure. Hela's thing where, uh, where she's attacking the, the army, where, you know, the cloud, like everything, the slow motion, like, and, it looks kind of cool, and yeah, I, and I kind of like it. And it just it just looks an awful lot like a Zack Snyder film. For, See what you will about Zack Snyder films; he can compose a shot really, oh, yeah. really well. It's wonderful, he wants yeah, to. it's wonderful. And like, uh, I know a lot of people complain about Zack Snyder, but a lot of people like this movie. And I'm like, do you do you realize that a lot of the it Somebody, shares a yeah. lot of the things? And I think what people, what folks might say is that you know it's the you know the characters and all of that add up to a better film, regardless of. Uh, visuals. I guess for me, I can compartmentalize my feelings. I can say I like the visuals. I may not like the plot. Right. Like, but uh, but it it's, it looks remarkably like a like a Zack Snyder film um, in general. Like uh, anyway, yeah. So you get her whole thing, and she was saved by another Valkyrie, and then she sort of like ran off, and so she has a history with with Hela. So they 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 commandeer the uh, the ship, uh, Loki tries to backstab Thor again and he's put down I can't remember how those electrical things that put him down oh yeah and he's, I see. which by the way they fucking overused that that was yeah it that was, was a little bit that was used a lot yeah, yeah I didn't dig that but they used it at the right time there yeah so yeah yeah okay um, so yeah, they commandeer the ship. They get out. There's kind of a cool chase. The chase. Scene. I actually that like that. Good. I think they're really good. Like I like uh, again. I keep I coming back to the Guardians of the Galaxy. I think that was one of the best like dog fighting spaceship battle things I've seen in a long time. Um, this one was fun, but not nearly that level. Not as memorable as that. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, no, it was definitely it was definitely fun. It was a good time. True, true, true. Uh, when they, uh, I do remember the moment when they turn on something in the ship, and it's like it's my birth, like the birthday. Yeah. Like dancing, it's just yeah, like yeah, shooting yeah. fireworks. I'm like, that was pretty funny. Oh, oh god, sorry. There's one thing I gotta. Uh, after they they escape here, was there anything else you want to talk no, about? No, the chase? no, no. Go ahead. They they're gonna fly into the vortex to the black hole to the get back to This is my other big problem. I actually thought I was watching a South Park episode. For a second. <laughs> and I'm like, that's not actually not the feeling I want to have when I'm watching this movie. He's like, oh, we're approaching the devil's anus. I'm yeah. like, did I? Where am I? Yeah. Am I watching? Yeah, what yeah. am I watching? And I was like, another thing that took me right out of the film. It was called The Devil's Anus. I'm like, yeah. Like, your tones are so, that. like, you know, 
homicidally murdering like all three, like the the warriors three, and like without a, a without flinching, and then like talking about like a vortex called the devil's anus. It's like I don't know, man. I I feel like I feel like the tone is a little off, like sometimes. And like that that line, it was just like threw me right out of it. I was like, they're flying in a devil's anus. I'm like, was that supposed to be like, was it supposed to be funny? I don't know. It did not hit with me at all. I was no, like, I, I weird. I'm like, it's, it's a South Park, very out of South place. Park comedy. Yeah, and I was like, oh, this is where I was talking about like sort of like the National Lampoon's almost level of like uh, of um, lampoonery. Um, but yeah, so uh, yeah, def- I wanted to throw that out there because that's True. something that struck me. I forgot about that. Yeah. Much, yeah. That's a very good, yeah. good so they, call out. So they fly into the anus. They fly into they... the anus into the Asgard. <clears throat> and I forgot to mention, there was one other thing. Fucking uh, Heimdall running around rescuing Oh, people. yeah. That was cool. That was cool. I, I actually wanted idea. to see more of that. Yes. Yeah, I wanted to see Again, more of that. Again, that should have been its own freaking <laughs> movie. <laughs> yeah. Everything can't ha- movie. You can't make a movie of everything. You know, no, 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 no. I meant, get, I meant everything going on on Asgard, including Heimdall rescuing people and Hela taking over Asgard before Thor gets back. That's one movie. Look, man. I know. Had I know what you're going to say. food for all the refugees. Did you want to make a movie about him going grocery shopping? I wouldn't have mind. Dude, it's it's Idris Elba. I watch him grocery shop. <laughs> you These think you would... peas are exactly <laughs> what I was after. <laughs> I can't do his accent. <laughs> Eat your rabbit. Yeah, so, uh, but yeah, no, they can't make movies of everything, man. So. I'm saying it's two movies. Because then, if you focus on the stuff going on Asgard, you can actually have, like, actual elements, actual stakes over there, other than just Hella being like, hey, I'm here. Can I take care of this? This Asgard is mine. This is my Asgard. See ya. Here's yeah. my head. Have a good time. Whereas in Sakaar, there, there's, there's all this other stuff where you could be focusing on and potentially the people, because clearly like the people aren't happy with everything that happens when the revolution starts. And then all of a sudden, they don't really focus on all that. Right, yeah. All of a sudden, they've got a just, lot of still moving parts. Yeah. yeah. For sure. And then Thor comes down. It's like, Thor, I got to get out of here and let's go back to Asgard. Oh, anus. And then up the anus. I feel like now we're talking about a different movie. No. It's this, that's what I mean. It should be a different movie. <laughs> Up the anus. Different movie. <laughs> That's like a different movie. It's a different rating. Different studio. Thor Ragnarok. Rock your world. <laughs> Actually, we would probably call it Ragnarok. <laughs> Thor, the porn parody. Oh, God. <laughs> Ragnarok. Oh, God. Anyway, so he gets back to Asgard. <laughs> we should really stop drinking during these... Podcast. No, anyway. we should drink more. Um, <laughs> so, anyways, yeah, he gets get, back to Asgard. Yes, right. At this point, um, this is also when um, the the grocery shopper Heimdall comes <laughs> yeah. getting the Target deals. He's uh, he comes back after coupon clipping, and um, <laughs> he decides to put up a fight. That oh no, it wasn't no, that no, he, he decides. Doesn't. It's Hela and Scourge find. Right, or at like this point, fine. they're calling the executioner. Yeah. Find them, and that's when Thor comes around. So hold on, do you? This scene is weird because she comes in, and some one of her powers they've sort of kind of established is throwing ever increasing size of knives. <laughs> like I don't know. I feel like they're, they could be as big as she likes, but um, she finds the hideout. 
throws the knives, breaking down the wall. Then Thor is like in the throne room, like banging on yeah, the staff. That's and then was. suddenly she turns around and she's in the throne room. Like, where were they hiding versus the throne? I'm like, what did she just like teleport back to the palace? Like, they didn't. That was weird. Like, they, I mean, I feel like there was a scene missing or something like that where like she stops throwing ever increasing size knives into the rock wall. And it's like, oh, I should go back to the throne room because somehow I can. Or they just cut, and he's been there for an hour and a half, just like, bang. Boom, boom, boom. <laughs> Fuck, my arm's getting tired. And she, she like runs in, like out of breath. It's like, oh, I came as quickly as I could. <laughs> I was trying to get to those refugees over there. Oh, I heard they hit the Whole Foods. That Heimdall, it's <laughs> a hungry bastard. <laughs> Spent <Anyway>. a fortune. <laughs> um, all the gold doubloons. So. Yeah. At that point, then the battle, like at this point, like there's really not much else interesting about the film to talk about. It's really just the battle. Yeah. And then everybody off planet and then Surtur yeah. comes back. So, so uh, there is a word I'd Surtur, like to say right here. Yeah. Like, uh, the actual battle at the end has an interesting setup. I, I like the escaping refugees on the Rainbow Bridge. Yeah. And uh, the undead army with Fenrir, like the, the, wolf. the wolf. I think that's what yeah. it was Fen- Fenrir. I think. I that's like, that's my like Norse mythology knowledge. That's not comic knowledge at all. I'm pretty sure that's Fenrir. Like in Rag, like during Ragnarok, I'm supposed to like eat the sun or some crazy shit like that. But the giant wolf and, uh, and, and basically that setup of them trying to escape and then protecting the refugees, I, I like that setup. The execution, I don't think it was particularly memorable because you have this scene where the Hulk is fighting Fenrir and it's just kind of like a CGI like slugfest and it's yeah. kind of like not involving. Right. Uh, but the scenes where you know Thor and uh, 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 what's her name, Scrapper. Does she have another name? I don't know. I uh, think they just call her Valkyrie. Valkyrie, yeah. She like th- them two sort of fighting, and then Thor going into uh, going into lightning like Raiden mode. Raiden oh! mode. This is the other thing I need to mention. First move he does when he goes into lightning mode to fight all the guys, he does like a Psycho Crusher Raiden thing. Really? Yeah. I don't remember that. Yeah. No, he doesn't scream. That was great, though. But he goes, he like jumps forward and spins around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like five guys off. Yeah, you're right. Dude, he just did Raiden's move from Mortal Kombat, and I feel like that was on purpose. I feel like that's something the director would do. Be like, he's got lightning shooting out everywhere. He's gonna fucking do Raiden's move. Yeah, I, so yeah, it, it didn't even dawn on me. Yeah, actually, so he goes into like super yeah uh, Raiden mode, and uh, which is pretty cool. I like the way he looks. I did too. That I like that a lot. I like I, I like his good. fight scene. That that was good. The fight scene with Hela wasn't particularly in, involving. Um, I like when the three of them I'll do all three fighter at the same time. I can't remember at the end. I can't remember. Yeah, so that's that's kind of telling. I, the end was really memorable for me. I the, the most memorable thing about the end, aside from him going god mode, was um, getting the cert like the the way it was resolved in the end with Surtur. And the eye. Yeah, yeah the, eye, the eye. Getting the eye. But even that, like I was just like, ah, that's unfortunate. And then that was it, really. Yeah. But then Surtur... The whole like, idea about bringing Surtur back and yeah, Ragnarok that was, was a actually cool inventive. Idea. I yeah, really like that. Very inventive. Idea. Totally. I like it when they bring elements from the plot that were really not focused on at the beginning. If, as long as you were paying attention, you know where it was going. <laughs> and then all of a sudden. Do you really mean to say that, you know, like bringing pro- plot elements from the beginning that were really awful and I hated them? No, no, no. no. So uh, my, my beef with the beginning part was really just the, the visuals. Yeah. The visuals just looked bad. But. 
I liked some of the comedy beats in in the conversation he had directly with Surtur. Sure, yeah. Um, I thought they played on it a little bit much, but it conveyed the idea that this guy could be a bad motherfucker. It's yeah. just he kind of just revealed everything that is his weakness potentially, yeah. and Thor exploited it. Yeah. But now, all of a sudden, giving him back his strength brought him back. That was an interesting concept. And you know why it was in nobody's mind? We touched on this before. Was that they set him up as kind of a joke. Yeah. He was the butt of all yeah. of the jokes, and suddenly he becomes this... He is, like, he is the deliverer the of Ragnarok. Yeah. Right? He's the end of Asgard, so... And they and they deliver on that 100%. Um, meanwhile, you know, we get a couple of more lines of stand-up comedy from Korg, mm-hmm. which I fucking just totally fell flat for me, mm-hmm. uh, unfortunately. Um yeah, and I think I think that pretty much covers it. I don't I don't think there's really anything at the end that's particularly uh, memorable. Noteworthy. No, no, not that. That's I mean. Then they had the two teasers. At the, what were the stingers at the yeah, end? Yeah, so like the ship, the big ship. I mean, that's like just Thanos's, leading to Thanos. Yeah, ship and, but even uh, that wasn't very impactful. It's like no shit. Yeah, space is a small place. Two okay. guys in get, the Marvel universe. Yeah, yeah. you got to watch your your fender. You can get bumped on your spaceship. Space Winnebago. Space Winnebago. So, um, yeah, and then there, there was another one. Was there another one? I honestly can't remember. Oh, uh, fuck. There was a second. There were two. I just can't Oh, remember. the Grandmaster. Oh, Coming right. Like, Coming oh, out and being yeah, like, yeah. it's all right, guys. Yeah, I planned yeah, this yeah, or whatever the fuck. Yeah. I was like, yeah, shut up. <laughs> I just, it, um, it felt, that's another one that fell flat. Like, at that point, yeah. he'd already been forgotten with all the other shit that was sure. going on in the film. Yeah, and the Grandmaster's never really given any motivation. He's just there. He's uh, he's just there, and right from the beginning, he's the Grandmaster. Doesn't change at all. Doesn't give it any motivation, and then he's gone. And you really don't know that there's any civil unrest on Sakaar. Because they don't fucking focus on it and it should have been its own film. God damn it. Uh, Make two films. Heimdall goes shopping. Heimdall goes shopping. Part one. Part one of two. First he starts off at no frills to save a, a buck or two, but then he's like, you know what? I need some of that organic. So he goes to Longos. Longos. <laughs> it's going to Longos. Yeah, true. Um, yeah, so I mean, that's Thor Ragnarok in a nutshell. Um, not to be confused with Thor Ragnarok, <laughs> because that would be a very different film. <laughs> Although I feel like elements of this film would be used for that, including the devil's anus. <laughs> so anyway, uh, that's yeah, that's Thor Ragnarok. Taika Waititi has made. Uh, I think he's made a a film that's that's fun. Yes. Uh, that that delivers. I I was I was sort of limping in on the yay. Like yeah, I kind of like I enjoy I enjoyed it. I liked I liked enough about it that. But you know I have significant problems, so you probably tell. And I'm mm-hmm. and I'm not like a super yay. I'm kind of like no. limping into the, limping into the light category. I suppose yeah. so. Um, it's a fun watchable film, as really all Marvel films are. It's safe. It plays by the numbers. But this could have been more, especially with a guy like Taika Waititi behind the the helm. It just it seemed like a bit of a missed opportunity in, in at least a few. Oh, well, I mean, like it's not to say that like some things just. Uh, and again, I think we are probably in the minority here. People love oh, this, dude. Movie. It was ninety two percent on yeah. fucking Rotten Tomatoes. People love Crazy. this movie, and I, I I absolutely understand why. I understand why. I just. Um, it just, I don't know, it just didn't play that way for me. Yeah. Um, 
And, and it's 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 unfortunate. I liked it. I just didn't love it. Like, just a bunch like of massive. grumpy old men we are. Man. Yeah, Fuck. I guess maybe that's what it is. He's getting old. He's <laughs> fucking. Yeah, maybe, maybe, maybe that's what it is. But uh, but you know. Go and check it out. Definitely check it out. Check it out. It's a fun time at the theater. Yeah. Say the same way I would. I would argue that Justice League is a fun time at the theater. This is a fun time at the theater too. You'll enjoy yourself. Um, but uh, but as far as watching it again, I probably wouldn't. I probably wouldn't watch it again. Um, you know what? I would watch the first scene from the first Thor movie again. I tried to I tried to figure I like like the first Thor film actually a I lot. Didn't, like as a whole, I feel like it's it's a bit of a slog. Uh, uh, but I, I love the intro scene because it's so well done. The special effects, the makeup effects, everything is just really well done there. True. Um, but this is probably one that because that I'm not going to see because there's no, nothing in it that I really care to revisit. No, I'm the same. Um, so agreed. Uh, yeah. Uh, and I've mentioned this more than once before, but you know, like the the shootout scene in in uh, Winter Soldier, like I'll go back and watch again. The, the escape from the prison scene in, in uh, Guardians. I'll go back and watch again. But there's nothing in this movie that I'd go back to. Word. All right, folks. Well, this has been episode somewhere between 10 and 2000. Got safe. Play it safe. Oh, fuck. I've already made that mistake twice. I think I had to edit the last one and be like, edit this. Yeah. I say 10. It's not episode 10. That's this right. Episode, yeah. You're just a dead How man. embarrassing. Yeah. So anyways, this is not, this is an indeterminate episode number. I might even just cut this. Fuck. Anyways, guys. I'm I'm enjoying it. (laughs) I'm I'm enjoying you, like, digging your own grave over there. It's getting deeper and deeper. Um, Thank you very much for listening. Um, This has been the Welcome to Your Doom Show. This is Justin. This is Otto. And um, take care. (laughs) See you guys. Ah, it's still that, fun. That pause just killed me. Like, just finish the fucking sentence. Like, no. Oh, the lights are hot. I'm sweating. Dude, the fucking LEDs don't generate any energy.